give isolation a color, it would be the colors of the desert. Specifically, the landscape out the window of the car. Varying shades of tan and brown, with speckles of faded green dots along rolling hills that climbed into mountains. The sky was too big, far too open. The sun could spy on her anytime it pleased, and there was no way she could hide from its hateful stare. In all the great wide open that lay before her, she could see the storm coming their way. But she didn't like the way she could see the impending thunderstorm in the distance. It made the isolation feel too exposed for everyone to see. The riders of the storm felt too unpredictable, and Fawn hated the unpredictable. It always led to bad things. Ben whistled a sappy sweet tune that soothed her frayed nerves just a little bit. He was always so happy. There was never a situation that he saw as negative. Times have been tough, but he was a shield of positivity, protecting her from the world of the fallout that had been this past year. It had been his idea to leave the big city life behind, to run far away. So far, she did not like this plan. It felt too rushed, so many variables left uncounted. The panting, whining of ketchup in the backseat mirrored her own pent-up anxiety. She turned around to see her dog shift uncomfortably on the backseat. His big brown eyes shined with uncertain anticipation of what has to come along the horizon. Or he simply had to pee. Hey there, matey scallywags friends, it's Candace, and welcome back to Unfinished and Unpolished. Um, today, we're going to be diving into a project that I started with one of my dearest, closest, bestest of friends. <laughs> um, his name is Jeff, and Jeff is such a huge influence in my life. He is my brother from another mother. <laughs> I have to say, with Jeff, I'm always inspired, always. The conversations that we would have that would lead into these wonderful, crazy explorations into art and life, all those things. It's wonderful. And he's a fantastic friend, by the way. <laughs> so... In 2018, I approached Jeff about uh, doing a podcast together about where I tell him scary stories, haunted stories, whatever, and he reacts to them. And we have a conversation. Uh, the podcast was called Nowhere USA. It honestly kind of died thanks to COVID uh, in 2019. Was it 2019? No, 
it was March, March 2020, because that's when the world fell apart. <laughs> the spring break that no one ever came back from, right? We had always talked about finding a way to record uh, over our phones, something where we could do the audio. And we have tried. We tried many times, but <sighs> life always seemed to get in the way. But let's talk about this particular project, this particular story. This was to be a collaboration with Jeff. You see, we came up with this idea to run these stories along with the podcast, Nowhere USA. Um, you can still find it. It's still up on most podcast applications. <laughs> But in the podcast, uh, we were talking and we came up with this idea of writing sort of these short stories, these kind of novellas together to uh, kind of flesh out what Nowhere USA was, was telling stories of small towns, forgotten people, forgotten lore, <laughs> I suppose. And... This piece that we started on, it was his idea initially, and we were trying to like fill in the gaps together. Um, it was going to be called Dog Lake Road. Uh, and there was this story, I guess, of a, a festival that happens in New Mexico every year. And they burn this effigy of what it essentially looks like to be a white demon. And we read up on it, and it was so fun and so interesting to hear. <sighs> so we went and started writing our own things while we were also having a life, you know, um, his life with his partner, my life with my with my family, working <laughs> a nine to five kind of shitty office job, the job itself. The people are pretty good, are pretty great, some of them anyways. <laughs> but this story, I think with most creative people, when you join up, there are going to be varying opinions on what the piece should look like. I guess for me, in my view of the story is that Fawn, our main character, she was running, she was hiding, always running, always hiding something. And that passage I read to you, I think perfectly encapsulates that, you know? There is a fear in Fawn that never goes away. In trying to understand why that fear is there, why does she have to, why does she not want to go home? She couldn't stay in the city, so of course she had to go. For me, Ben, I always saw him being a part of the story, 
unwillingly or unknowingly part of manipulating and gaslighting her. You see, the story itself, they're going back to this town in New Mexico where they have this fire festival every year and they burn the effigy of the white demon. But Jeff had the idea of what if that demon was real? What if that was something that was affecting her, Fawn? What if that chose her? Right? What if she was the prey? An interesting and good story. Scary story. <laughs> A psychological one. See, I'm a little bit more on the melancholy side, the darker side. My friend Jeff, also having a dark sense of humor, is a little bit more eclectic. <laughs> See, Jeff is reminds me to dream big, to think far out there. He always used to say, we came up with the saying at the end of our podcast where we would say, stay weird, y'all. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best. She was surprised the road was so smooth. This many years away, she had assumed there'd be more wear and tear. Green leaves swayed along the road line, waved hello. It felt like going to a party where she knew the people there but was not interested in joining in any conversations that she thought might take place. She'd been invited though. It'd be rude not to attend. Still, the drive was nice enough. Ben was handling most of it, so she and the mutt just stared out the window of their assigned seats. Every now and again, another green caught her eye. A small jade pendant hung from the rearview mirror by a worn brown leather strap. It dangled, moving pendulum with the curve back and forth, like it wanted attention to tell her something. It seemed to glow from the inside. Sunlight, she thought. <sighs> Why do you keep that old thing? Ben was surprised by the sound of her voice. Keep what? That, she nodded to the pendant. What do you mean? I like it. This car is so nice, and then you have this, whatever the hell it is, looking all dirty on display like you're proud of it or something. It's supposed to bring good luck. Oh, it all makes sense now. Ben laughed. He was so used to having these conversations with her. Why are you laughing? I'm totally serious. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing, baby doe. What is it with you and colorful stuff? <laughs> oh no, don't turn this around on me, hoarder boy. I asked first, don't call me that. But it's your name. That's not my name. Ben could tell he needed to pull back. I don't know. It's sentimental, I guess.
Dog Lake Road wasn't the only story we thought about writing together. There was to be a whole series <laughs> of these novellas, these little stories that were peak inside the world of these small towns and with their hidden magic and stories. There was this one story about two friends who came across a, a cryptid called the Momo Monster in Missouri. We love their story. Uh, we wanted to build on it. But then COVID hit. Oh, yes. COVID-19. You know, that was the March 2020. It was the spring break that no one returned to. <laughs> I speak for myself when I say I was struggling to keep up with the podcast even before COVID hit. Making something mean, meaningful that wasn't simply a copy and paste to tell the story of these little towns in the middle of nowhere with their ghost stories, their cryptids, and their ooky spooky strangeness. Nowhere USA was fun, and it felt like it was something that I could most definitely take off and just be fucking amazing, you know? They always say hindsight is twenty twenty. It's it's a cliche saying right now, but it's so true. And looking back, perhaps we were meant to regroup. I'm a big believer in energy and signs. And if you know me in real life, you know this is absolutely true. Jeff and I were trying so damn hard. But looking back, we had a lot of chaos in our lives at the time. For myself... You know, I worked 40 hours. I had kids, both of my kids, struggling with school. At the time, my son was in pre-K and my daughter was in third grade and she was struggling bad. But then I was also dealing with my own head deeming, my own sense of unworthiness. And I had a writing block and it was just on and on and financially struggling. Nowhere USA was the perfect release and the thought of Nowhere USA being more than a podcast was a dream come true. But was the dream too big? I mean, is there such a thing? Dog Lake Road was to be the first installment of these little novellas. And we had looked into so much and we're so excited for it. But again, that question, was the dream too big? Is having a dream and enthusiasm enough? I don't talk too much (laughs) about my spirituality practices on social media too much. Um, It's hinted at. I mean, I have no problem saying that I am a heathen witch, a reformed (laughs) ex-Christian, I suppose. But that's the extent of it, you know. In looking back three years, I'm three years older, with more of my craft and practice under my belt, I can say that it is, in fact, not enough. You have to do the legwork. You have to do like that hard work. You can't just throw intention out to the universe uh, that you want things to succeed and make lots of money and be free from your corporate job bullshit. You have to do 
the things. You have to do the things that you are uncomfortable with, like promoting yourself and your craft and networking with people and showing them your craft. And honestly, I hate both of those because I have a self-confidence issue. (laughs) But again, that's a whole other bag of mess. (laughs) You know, I really want to revive Nowhere USA. And these amazing little novellas Jess and I had come up with, especially Dog Lake Road. I I want to get back to Dog Lake Road. Having gone through it and read what we both had crafted and the the process of weaving those stories together, I want to get back to that. I want to be able to sit down and have a writing session with someone else because I've never done that before. I mean, you know, with this project Jeff and I were working on with Dog Lake Road, we would both write, I guess, little scenes and then we would try to make them work together, take in bits and pieces of each. But to sit in a room with someone and write, that would be fantastic. See, I think Dog Lake Road has a great set of bones. It's a solid foundation with the mysteries and the thrills and the spooks that were lined up. (laughs) Oh, man. It is just... It just has too much potential to just have it sit in the vault of unfinished and unpolished projects. I hope you enjoyed the rambling of this mad pirate witch. (laughs) It's great to relive the stories, to talk about what might have been holding me back on a particular project. I think this is going to be fantastic. So thanks for hanging out for the very first episode (laughs) of Unpolished and Unfinished. But for Nowhere USA and Dog Lake Road, I think the reason it was left in a holding pattern was really due to the outside chaotic forces of this world. (laughs) In my time away from this particular project, I have learned a lot about chaos. Chaos is something that is always around. We cannot change it, for chaos is the change. The only thing we can do is roll through it, to let it take us by the hand to the other side. We will have many bumps and bruises along the way, but on the other side, we will have a reward or a lesson, sometimes both, (laughs) but we'll grow and we'll be better people. We'll be better humans. (sighs) I really want to thank you so much for listening. All the links to my social media bullshit is in the description box. You can find me on Twitch, Instagram, and TikTok at the Atomic Pirate Girl, and on Twitter at Atomic Pirate Girl with no iron girl. <laughs> if you like what I do and want to support me, uh, you can find me on Patreon, Ko-Fi, and my art can be found on Society Six. I want to let you know. If no one's told you this today, I am really proud of you. You are loved, you are valued, and you are allowed to hold space. 
And if you're given the opportunity to be a pirate, always be a pirate. Live wild, be free, and stay untamable. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Ha, ha, ha.